Okay, so welcome back to Southside 90s Podcast. I'm Sean. I am Sonny. I am Steve. Jason. Tim. And uh, so when we left last, we were talking about kind of the social structure of where we grew up in on the South Side in the suburbs, Hickory Hills, Palos Hills, Stag High School. And we were talking about our friend Rob and his apartment directly across from Stag and how people would cut school and go over there and get fucked up and stumble back to school or whatever. So this is where there's an incident here that will bridge into the next kind of tier of party house, which was bigger and, and more brazen. There's an incident where, and I, I believe it's where Rob was asked, but you know, he's, he was still going to stag somewhat, even if he wasn't, wasn't attending. The deans pulled him into the office. I maybe it maybe this might have not even been Rob, but this is how I remember it. So if anyone knows for sure, correct me if you're wrong. And they basically say, look, this isn't for you. Let's just leave. Stop coming here. He is, I don't know if he was expelled or how that voluntary, I don't know how that's explained, but. We invite you to succeed elsewhere. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Those are the words used. Those are the words Wonderful. used. <laughs> you should apply to be a dean. At us, you know? So. I'm working on it. While Rob is in the dean's office, there is a. I'm unclear if it's a chalkboard or a dry erase board, but basically the deans have this like murder board. No dry erase boards growing up. Okay, okay. The deans have this murder board where it's got Rob's apartment, these other people's places, who goes there, and they're tracking this stuff. And I remember then this was like later him telling us like they know about everything. Like they're totally following us and they know and blah 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 so there's this weird god forbid they actually educate i know right well but we were probably a threat a contagion Baby, yes know. we were well I, how big did that group grow yeah exactly uh this one's linked to this one. yeah exactly yeah, that's exactly, that's but, exactly what it was so that leads us spelled. that leads us to the next party house which was bigger and more brazen and that's peterson's so we referenced this earlier this was, there's a subdivision in Palos Heights, which is way more, I don't want to say affluent, but there's more money. It was affluent. It's this, it's Co- this, compared to Rob's apartment. Yeah, compared to Rob's apartment. Very, Let's yeah, face it, they thought it was affluent. So this entire house. So Peterson, he was this kid who, you know, broken home, came from Blue Island, I think, originally. It's his mom and his stepdad. His, his mom was never home. Uh, and basically we just started going there and all these groups converged. Like this is when we use, you know, when you early high school, before people drive, you hang out with the people and walking or skateboarding or biking distance. Then somebody gets a car and then you start driving around, but then you start going to other people's places. And so this is how we started to cross pollinate. So a lot of these groups converge on Peterson's because the parties started getting the same because people would hear in high school, like, the, you know, Monday morning, like there was this party at this kid's Peterson's house and it was insane. And so now, Oh, this, this, the jocks want to go or the, this, you know, these guys want to go or the seniors want to go. I started going there, I believe with Jason, uh, junior year. And this is the height of it. And it, it didn't, I don't think it lasted a year, uh, before it kind of came apart, but it was the mom was never home. The stepdad, You'd see him wandering around eating barbecue Fritos once in a while. I think he spent a lot of time at Hooters, like probably just, you know, <laughs> just hating his life. Or maybe looking for his new wife. And looking for his new wife. Not, and deal, not dealing with the life. fucking asshole kids. Yeah, not dealing with it. And literally, like, there was always this feeling, like, if the parents were around, it, like, it was just easier to let it happen than to try and intervene. So, I mean, you'd go there, and Peterson might not even be home, but the door was open. You'd go in and just go to his room, start smoking bongs, and, like... Maybe the mom would pop in. Anybody see? You know, my son. 
No? Okay. And that's the way it was. But the weekends, it was prime time. There's tons of people converging there. The cops were often arriving and, you know, breaking it up. I think at least, at least, what, two times I can remember where it was like, please shut up, we had to leave. Everybody scatters to their cars, you know. And Pigs, run. So, you, you yeah, exactly. So you were never there, Tim. No, I right? never went there. Now, Steve, you were never there. I don't remember anything with this. Okay. Establishment. Now, so the three because of us. You gotta remember, I was, you guys are a little older. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so and that's right before I started hanging out with you. This guys. is before. So yeah, yeah. It was right before I started hanging out with yeah. you. Jim, my brother was there. Right? Yeah. We met there. Okay. I, I, I could have sworn maybe I came with you first time or you first. Maybe time? I think we might have went. Yeah. Um, I, in fact, I feel like I remember I saying that to you, like you got to come to this place, and I went with you. <laughs> um. You're gonna love it. <laughs> but, so there's no parents and a bunch of trucks. Yeah, and it's exactly it's exactly <laughs> brown. What, what else could be good? Yeah, Jason, what did you say last time? The um, oh, uh, Pleasure Island from Pinocchio. Yes, <laughs> where there's no adults and just kids smoking cigars and playing pool. Yep. <laughs> that, so that was the first time. There was always drugs around. A tavern for kids. Yeah, a tavern for kids. There was always beer. There was always drugs. That's the original tavern yeah. for kids. Uh, we touched on last episode also the idea that there were places where you could buy alcohol underage. I did it a couple times. It seems unbelievable to me now, but literally, like, I took somebody else's speeding ticket, and there was a method you could use an eraser on a pencil and hairspray. You'd spray the hairspray on the date. And then use the eraser, and then you'd write in a... And I remember there was a place on Harlem just past... Is it 99th? There's that viaduct. There's a little liquor store by this Rosie's place, or Roses oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went there one time and bought, was able to buy beer. And I remember the guy that behind the counter looked like... What's the name of the guy that did that the American movie, the Coven guy? Oh, uh... You know, lanky, yeah, mullet, Mark. big, yeah, Mark something, big glasses. Yeah. He looked like him. I did it one time, and then I remember going there. Like, we were at Peterson. I go, oh, I know this place where I can buy beer. And I go there, and I remember the guy was like, oh, you came back. What's up? Like, he remembered me, and he didn't even ask for the ticket then. And it was, like, so preposterous that that was able, like, I feel like people wouldn't even believe that, but it was so lax then. So we, I don't know, Sonny, what, what do you remember about Peterson's house? Other than debauchery, specific debauchery, perhaps. Do you know those like posters that they used to have in your like grammar school when Thanksgiving was around, and it was that uh, cornucopia, and it had like yes. squash in it, <laughs> potatoes. Well, that house was that cornucopia, except it was you know all these substances. The born of plenty. And characters, yeah. a lot of characters. <laughs> I, I do remember there was some undertones of uh, white power. Yeah, Don't well, so we'll we'll get there, but but it, that's not something I was exposed to really ever. Yeah, so and that was kind of weird, but um, I enjoyed the freedom of being able to go over there and like watch the wall and maybe actually trip while yeah. I watch it and do all that kind of shit. And no parent there to stop you. From yeah, yeah, right. Those you. like underlying like innocent things that like a lot of people maybe grew up doing in the seventies and eighties. You know, trying to sync up the record with the. the you know, Alice in Wonderland, but all of a sudden it's now propelled into like a very like, you know, furious direction of like white supremacy, hard drugs like cocaine. And, you know, well, that, that was always kind of behind closed doors there. Like I found out later it was going on and that was, um, we'll, we'll call him, uh, we'll call him Broburn. But there was a sort of entitlement. 
to, to that group too that yes. I didn't really permit with. I I didn't identify with. I could totally see that. Well, and also Peterson, you had to get into his like inner circle, and yeah. that was the room. And I always felt like I never was going to be in that circle. There was a game he used to play. If you got into the inner circle and you were in his room, right? So you picture this huge party, but his room was the inner circle. So I remember the door was always closed, and this was because he was afraid that his brother-in-law would show up. Now, so there was Sonny is right. There was an undertone of, of white power, and here's the way this works: none of us are white power people. None of us are racist people. Here's the way this works. The first time I go there, he has in his bedroom behind his desk a giant uh, inverted American flag, and there or, or was it a was it a swastika flag? Yeah, it was a swastika flag, and on his fish tank there were stickers that said things like "death to mi race mixers" and stuff like that. And I remember, so the first time I go there, it, it's like you described that going in the city with that other guy where there's adults there, and it's a little bit weird. But you're, I'm. This is somebody my age, but that I don't know well. He didn't go to our school at that point, and yeah, he, yeah, he did. He did. Okay, that's how I met him. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he still went to. He the... was like the new kid, and it was in gym class, and it was one of these where I didn't know anybody else. He's sitting by himself. Oh and no! So shit. we struck up a friendship, and eventually. So you're both sitting out the game. I've, I've, Whatever it was, you guys were all sitting out yeah. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it. Okay, yeah. okay. And then finding out he lived <laughs> right you know, by you. Yeah, like walking distance, basically. Actually, you just made me remember the first time I went there. You had, I think, already been there, and it was my group, which was people. I, I won't get into the names right now because they don't figure in because you haven't it, figured them out yet yeah it was a smaller group but we <laughs> would go we would go to orland mall and we would we started this thing where we antagonized the security guards and you and balahis were there and we, we knew you and we struck up or whatever and there it was like right on the tail end of this big like we were building into this battle with this rent-a-cop you know and it was like <laughs> you know whatever it's like teenage rebellion this is pre-rage against the machine and shit like that i'm a metalhead with you know fucking long hair but we end up meeting up with you there, and I think that's then you guys took us t to Peterson's the first time, and then it started. Then it was still small, and then it started to grow because then our group came in, and other groups came in. But okay, I didn't realize he went to our school, but he had come from a situation. He, he, he was only at Stag a brief there, time. He was only there as long as Rob was. Yeah. So what are we talking? Yeah, because they were Maybe kicked out at the same time. They were kicked out yeah. like the same week. That's right. That's right. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking answer. And they were like franchises. Like, they were franchises. One, yeah. well, they probably didn't get along either. Yeah. No, I think that. Well, I don't know. I, I have no fun clue. Because there was the, his gang and then. Yeah. You, you had the McDonald's and you had the Burger Yeah, that's right. Based, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's a good comparison. Good I'm a criminal likes Morrissey, though. Yeah, and right, right, exactly. <laughs> I have a sensitive side, whereas Rob's all rough all the yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, Rob was Rage Against the Machine, where well, this is, Peterson this was... This is uh, so pre-Rage Against the Machine, I think. But at any rate, at any rate. <clears throat> Rob's always raging. So there is this element, like when I go there the first time and I see all this like white power stuff, I, as a young person, I have to, I mean, I'm like, I don't know, 16, maybe? I have to ask myself, uh, okay... I, how do I feel about this? I don't. Should I be here? Well, with me, it's like if you're not raised with that, it's like it was completely new. Yeah, same. And it's like my knowledge of that whole neo-Nazi skinhead thing that I don't know that started in the '80s or something, mm -hmm. or at least got bigger. My knowledge of it was almost exclusively through the lens of like Phil Donahue. 
Yes. These were the guys who hit Geraldo in the face yeah. with a chair yeah. on TV. You know, that's all I knew yeah, about same. them. Is they were like TV characters. Yeah, they were right. Like, you know, the wrestling heels, and then to walk into somebody's room and it's, see that. No, this is real. This is real. So yeah, I mean, same. And it was. But the thing is, he didn't act like it. So that was ultimately why he wasn't a true believer. He that's, didn't believe in it at all. And that was the thing. I remember thinking it was a fashion statement for somebody. Like well, that. no, it went beyond well, that. No, it wasn't just a, trying to find it. No, no, it, not, oh, not it wasn't. Not a, hold on, hold on. The, the cool Peterson was a fashion. It, it wasn't a fashion statement. Not for Peterson. No. Oh, here's See, the thing. I wasn't there. So here's I'm just the thing. Assuming. His sister was married. To like the head yes. skinhead in Blue Island. So they had the, moved I, from Blue Island. I read the book. Yeah. They had moved from Blue Island. And so when he lived in Blue Island, he was kind of more under this guy's thumb. And so he had he adapted to it, right? And, and he was trying to find himself, like Steve said. And it probably was a little bit of a fashion statement, but he was young or whatever. But you could see the minute I met him, I'm looking at this swastika flag, but you meet him and he's like, he doesn't. He's not militant. He's not saying anything about like, anything racist or whatever. Well, he's from an affluent neighborhood in Palin. Exactly. Park. So I start to judge. It's a gated community. He I judge have him that. based on the way yeah. he acts, and Look, like watch out for the blacks and Mexicans. Yeah. That's a gated community. Yeah. They got I, the wall up already. Jesus yeah. Christ! I already got the wall. I judge him based on how he acts, and he doesn't act like that. And I never felt that presence there. In fact, I was never never preached to. Never, ever, That's the thing. It would be a different story if he walked into the room and he's holding court. Yeah. And then another thing about the liberal Jew media. Yeah. I never No, because he didn't do it. Because ultimately he didn't believe it, right? But he, he, he also lived in perpetual fear. So one of the reasons why the door was closed in the inner circle... Oh, yeah. He lived in fear that his brother-in-law might show up and see what was going on. Because skinheads don't want you smoking pot, all that stuff, right? Oh, and it did happen at least once. Like, like X. The brother-in-law showed up? The brrother-in-law showed up, but we lived no, in fear. Drinking is fine. So what do you always, what do you always uh, ask you, know, you about You don't that? smoke weed and no. you beat up you know, non-whites. You want to smoke weed with them, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, so it's, that's yeah. why it was verbatim. Hey, you're black. Some if my memory serves me correct, one of the things I do remember about the white power guys was is is weed was a tool for the black man to keep him dumb. You know that's why they didn't do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, yeah. The, that's the, what the jungle people do. We're a superior race. Yeah, right. You know, but drinking is okay because that's what they do in the father. Yeah, that's what they make in the father. Well, well, I mean, it's a bunch of bullshit. Obviously, yeah, you get people sucked. But that's so why easy to manipulate. Yeah, exactly. Easy to stick exactly. But, uh, on another group, they have a co- an organization like that has a code. I mean, it's just so funny. Yeah, right. Know? A code of be- the asshole code. But at any rate. And it wasn't long before that swastika flag came down, and it just—it it, it, it was quick. It was it really very, did. very quick. So, you know, I mean, and that after that, I feel like then it, and I think it came down because more and more people started to come there, right? And, yeah. you know, there were so many parties, and and the brother-in-law did show up one time, and he ran through that. Everybody went running, and what was the? You always remind me. What did he say? Like, was it like a bunch of beatnik? Uh, it's like you're acting like a bunch of beatnik Jews. Yeah, which I mean, rapping. <laughs> of course, this is hysterical. Right. I mean, words. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A beatnik. You know, they listen to jazz. Yeah, exactly. We're beret. But so way to go, Dan. So that that person eventually <laughs> turned his life around, and I think. And happy Hanukkah. 
<laughs> he did turn his life around. He did. He turned his but, life around. No, but that's, it's funny. You guys all ran in fear from the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, I've never heard this. And he was right a big now, scary so dude to us too. Oh, you know? he's, a, he's especially a big scary guy. When you've had your head in a bong for the last four hours and that shows up yelling, it's like whoa. You're um, not Pink Floyd, man. <laughs> but so there was another guy there, Broburn. I, mm. I'm changing the name. So this dude. This is where the cocaine came in. I never took the quintessential witch And here comes the coke. So, Broburn. Broburn was this guy, quintessential rich kid. I don't know what his family scenario was. I later found out that, like, his babysitter, when he was younger, would have him doing drugs. And that's where, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was, I don't even remember where I heard that, but. That what's was your, a story. Like, yeah, I, I used to babysit myself. I'm a babysitter. So this guy was interesting in that we would buy nickel bags. I mean, this is like you know, nickel bags. And, and Everybody put hey, their. Hey, I got five bucks. Wait a minute. Can I segue on that. Yeah, yeah. So nickel bag is that like nickel back, and that's why no. they suck. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh. Low-hanging fruit. He would he would show up with like a quarter of weed, and and all of us rinky-dink potheads would fucking go and like, oh, can I get a nickel bag? And he'd put them in, you know, you'd slide the bottom cellophane off your Marlboro pack, and then he'd put it in there, roll it up, and it was like five bucks or whatever. Totally screwing you. Yeah, absolutely. He probably paid thirty bucks for the quarter, and he probably walked out of there with a hundred dollars. Yeah, not a smart business. But what nobody knew until later, when somebody else clarified this for me, he would spike it with different things and not tell anybody. And it made sense later because I remember buying a nickel bag off him before I went on vacation with my family one time to like some covered bridge festival or whatever. And this is like insane. <laughs> the bridge is a Madison. Yeah. I think about this now. This is insane. I stayed in. <laughs> I, I went on this trip with my parents and my sister and I'm like a sophomore or junior or junior. We stay in this, you know, uh, two bed uh, motel or whatever, where we, wherever we are to go to this covered bridge festival. And I would go. I'm going to go outside and take a walk. And I'd walk outside, walk around the corner, and then I had a tinfoil bowl that I would unfold and then put some of Broburn's weed in. And I'd smoke it with a match. And then I'd I'd go back and put on my headphones and listen to, like, Kill Em All. And I have this vivid fucking memory. By this time, I was really well-versed in marijuana and what it felt like. And I didn't smoke that much. And it was unlike any marijuana experience I've ever had. I mean... Jump in the fire was like a it was like a movie. I, I can't explain it to you, but I can still visually see in my head the stuff that wait, I saw. Wait, spike with like acid. I have no idea. Acid. It wasn't Did you acid. Smoke acid. It, it wasn't acid because it wasn't have... like a trip. Did you try smoking acid? Yeah. How did that work? I don't think it did. I don't know if it would work at all. What is it? You're going to adjust that. I was like on your. We yeah. put it in a bowl and just put weed on top of it. We figured it'll be the acid. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. Didn't work. I have to say. So, but anyway, he would spike this stuff, right? Like and so, or... I don't know. I mean, it didn't resemble any other high I've ever had. So, I, I don't know what it was. But he also, I think, did PCP. He did a bunch of shit. And, I mean, I remember him telling me one time, he, he was one of these guys that went to raves and stuff. But he was telling me about how he was standing on his front porch at two, or in his front yard at 2 in the morning. And he was, like, painting his house with his finger and all. I mean, it's like the weirdest. What the fuck are you smoking? He, he was, but he PCP. also. <laughs> PCP. That might be PCP in, Yeah, well, I think it was. And in Peterson's basement. So the way the house broke down, you walk in. There's the stair. There's, like, the foyer and the kitchen beyond it and the dining room. The McMansion. <clears throat> Bless you. Then there's an open staircase that goes up to the open hallway where the rooms are. And then there's a staircase that goes down to the basement. In the basement... The lights were always low or off, 
and there was always one of two movies playing. It was either The Doors or Clockwork Orange, right? I mean, for he had a laser disc player. He had both of them on laser disc player. <laughs> I mean, and they were looped. So I think the first time I saw Clockwork Orange, I didn't even see it in order. It was just like during the night, I would catch different parts of it. And I was like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. There was a bathroom, and it was a really big bathroom off to the side there. Broburn would go in there, and that's where Coke happened. Now, I never knew who was in on it. I wasn't in on it then. I didn't even know it was there. You weren't in on the I realized it later, right? So there was that going on, and then there's the infamous banana peels. So, oh, which yeah. I, I love the dead milkman for later finding them and like smoking banana peels. I was like, Oh my God, somebody else has had this experience where I remember showing up to Peterson's one on a Saturday after there had been a party Friday. And there were people that were still there from the night before. And Broburn was one of them. And they're taking banana peels on cookie trays out of the oven. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're going to smoke baked banana peels. And I'm like, okay, uh, I, I'm down. So we go downstairs, we go out in the back porch area with a chain swing. Or, it smell pretty nice. I don't know. But um, he's rolling. So we're smoking a joint of banana peels, and I don't. It's not doing anything. I don't think. It wouldn't. And then this last one, he puts something on it, and I'm like, "What is that?" Because now I'm like oh, weary. He's like, "Don't worry, it's tick." <laughs> tick. Now to this day, I don't know what tick is. He probably didn't either. I, no, is it? I think so. Well, I think it's a form of PCP. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Who cares, man? It's hardcore. I remember one of the. I remember years later saying that to somebody who was really into hard drugs, and they were like, "You smoke tick?" Like, looked at me like, "Fucking crazy." What? Someone in their fifties? No, 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 no. We'll we'll get to them later. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there was just so much shit going on there. Brown. There's a lot of drug abuse, apparently. Tons. See, I wasn't there. I missed that whole like scene. You, you I was with I was with Sadowski and a couple other weird fuckers. Yes. So I was with my own weird fucking scene, but that scene was just this fuck. I mean, you guys. Apparently, it was all drugs. It was pretty much all drugs. Okay, so the official term for tick, which is T I K. Okay. <laughs> and it's called lolly. Ice or crystal meth. Nice. Oh, really? So you were smoking crystal meth. Holy fuck. Good for you. Did you go to sleep? So this is you were breaking bad, motherfucker. This is why this makes sense. <laughs> What's ice? What's <laughs> ice? Answers that. This is why this makes sense. So that night, th- that was a long day. So we smoked a banana peel with the tick. And you're I, up two days later. With no, the no, 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 no. But later that night, later that night, we were at another person's house. We'll call him Fizz. There was another party. It pretty much didn't end. But I remember I got into a fight with Fizz. And Broburn actually pulled me aside at one point, took my cigarettes from me, and was like, you're going to stay here, and you're going to settle the fuck down, and you're going to have a heart attack. And then that was when I was like, dude, what did you give me? And he never told me, but that makes sense. Yeah, crystal meth. I've never done crystal meth to my knowledge, ever. No, so yeah. if I did no, it then... Congratulations. Hey, no. congratulations. You have yeah, right? I've things. never even done crystal meth. So good for you. Well, good wait, you. wait, you're better than me, I am. I, I apparently feel better than myself right nice. now. I, I feel like I'm better than Sean right now because I have not smoked crystal meth. Well, here's a weird thing. Crystal oh, meth, I've never even heard up. of it. Until... Yeah, <laughs> my dick's falling out again. <laughs> I never even heard of that until a couple years later when it came in with a younger... You know, there was certain people's sisters and crystal meth. I've never even heard of the word tick until right now. That's hilarious. What about tic tac? Why tic tac? Oh, I've never, I've never, I've never heard of the word. I've never heard of drugs. 
the called Tick before well, until right now. And street names, bro. Street yeah, names. Like Apparently, New York seventy shit. Yeah. Tick. So you smoke crystal meth. Apparently, I, I mean, okay, so, thank so, you for clearing that up. But you to tell about it, and you, he took his cig- Why did he take your cigarettes, though? Because he said I would raise my heartbeat. Because he saw, I mean, I remember, I and I wasn't really a fighter. Oh, fucked up. But I mean, I remember, like, I was ready to, like, I punched him sure, once the in the face. The only fight I've ever seen you get into, you got stabbed. So. Yeah, that's true. No, no, there were, like, two other, well, three other fights. I know. <laughs> um, we'll touch on that at some point. I'm not bashful about it. Uh, but... That, I mean, it makes sense. I've never understood what it was. I've had people tell me, so like the tranquilizer? And... I mean, dude, I was ready to kill him. I, re- I remember punching him in the face, and like I was ready to fucking kill him. This is Fizz. Yeah, Fizz. We won't go into him. Anyway, well, th- that's another story for another time. I don't know who Fizz is. So, I, don't get, I don't get the memo. <laughs> oh. So, Sonny. Fizz. What do you remember? G- give me a memory from Peterson's. Oh man, you put me on the spot, but like, I don't know. Not much, I'll be honest with you. Anything? Any? Any? Uh... No, we watched the wall there. I remember. Were you on acid when you watched? We were the wall? in and out of there all the time. I don't think I, I can't really remember a time where I stayed there. For a long period, I I don't feel like you were omnipresent the way. No, I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that clique. Right. You know? So you would be there for the parties, but not necessarily the... I was the... a floater. See, it's weird. Like, I had so many different groups of friends, and they weren't all just in one Yeah. Bag. Like, you know, I hung out with honor students, but I hung out with burnouts, but I hung out with stoners and, you know, the gamut. Just anybody that I thought was, was cool, you know, so... You hung out with... But um... there was that criminal element that I was kind of drawn to people like Rob and... Right. You know, what was going on, because it was exciting. It was definitely a lot more exciting than what was going on. Right, right. So, which was nothing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, well, I, I definitely want to, I want to touch on somebody you hung out with. But what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a minute. I mean, I don't want to belabor the Peterson point, but I just, it really was this huge, I mean, to, I look back on it as a fucking phenomenon. And people did whatever he told them. And it was just here. I got to let, let me. I'll give you the best Peterson story I can do, do, and then we'll see if Brown has anything. Well, he moved, and I think I hung around with him more when he moved to Elsip, right? Yeah, his yeah. parents got divorced, and like so, that house was kind of like that. That crew kind of dispersed. Yeah. And I think I hung out with him more at his, at his newer place. Okay, that makes sense. Than I did at his old place. So there was a Peterson story. What was the Peterson story I was going to tell? Brown, give me a Peterson story. What do you remember? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, Anything. The driving around is Schnalla with the BB gun. Ah, yes. And then the cop. So, wait, so were you... Gets it and is, like, shouting at the group, like, do you have any idea the kind of damage you could do with this? And Capuano in the back's like, yeah, we could have shot our eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> and this, the cop just, the vein in his forehead, like, you insolent motherfucker. That, that's funny, because that I think that happened a lot where, and it was Fizz would drive around with somebody with that BB gun, and they'd shoot shit. And then there was a time when Balahees and I were driving and knew nothing about it. I remember we had Twist a Cane by Dan's and Cranked, and we were, like, headbanging. And we get pulled over thinking, like, they're pulling us over because we're headbanging while we're driving. And they like drew guns and like get out of the car, blah 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 blah. And we went, we got, they didn't arrest us because I think we were seventeen. But they took us down to the station. They called our parents. 
And we had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. And they're like, well, let's just say you might have shown something to a little girl. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, 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 what is going on? And it turns out Balahis has a gray Toyota and Fizz had a gray something. And they confused the car. They were driving around shooting shit. And Fizz stuck the gun out the window at this little girl and went bang because he was a fucking psychopath. And they th- the, somebody saw it, reported the gray car. And then here comes us probably like a, two minutes later around the same corner. And they pull us over and drag us in. I remember it was all night long. It was just in the police station. It was fucking insane. We And literally, like, I, I had no idea what had happened. So they're yelling at us, you know, you just come clean. And I'm like, I don't know. So my story, there's a party. And Fizz had, his father owned a meat pl- packing plant in the, in the city, on the south side, near Robbins. So there's this party. There's a bunch of girls there. And it's me. Fizz, and then two guys named Ted, different Ted's. And Fizz said we run out of beer, and there's there's all the there was other groups of girls that we didn't even know that were there. So again, this is like we want to make a good impression. Fizz is like, oh, there's a liquor store by my dad's meat packing place. They sell to me all the time. We can drive there. So we get in his car, and we drive down 127th East for I don't know how many miles to uh this liquor store and i think again i think it's robbins and we get out and there's a guy so this is a, i mean it's not a racial thing this is an all-black neighborhood and it's not a, it's not a nice neighborhood robbins is a beautiful neighborhood yes so we not much retail not much retail a lot of like lean to churches and bars on the side of people's houses and stuff like that bars. i remember the first time i was there i saw a guy on a bicycle dressed like a wizard riding his bicycle down the middle of the road with a 40 and he finished the 40 and threw it on the ground and it shattered. But he was dressed like a wizard, like literally with the pointy hat, right. the robe, and it was purple cloth with like stars and moons all over. He's it was the, the wizard f- of malt liquor. <laughs> was this pre or post PCP? Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> the tick. So... We drive there, we get out, and Fizz is like, I'm going to go ask this guy to buy, buy us beer. I'm like, I thought you said they sell to you. He's like, oh. so he goes up to this guy that's standing there. He's like, hey, man, here's 60 bucks. If you buy us $50 worth of beer, you can keep the other 10 And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> the guy goes into the liquor store. We're waiting there. While we are waiting, a white, I think it was like a Continental. It was one of those old 70s cars, right, like a boat, pulls up along the side of the road. And I shit you not, a queue forms. A queue. A a line of people buying crack or something from this guy. So there's a line of people, and they go up to the window, the driver's side window, one by one, and they're making drug deals, right? And there's like probably seven people, maybe. I remember it being a bigger line, but that's probably embellished by memory, right? We're waiting and waiting, watching this happen. Waiting, waiting. Finally... That car pulls away, and we go, me and Fizz go in, and we're like, hey, did, did a guy come in? The guy went in, bought $60, or whatever he did with it, went out the back door. He probably bought a 40, kept the rest of it, went out the back door. He went to the car and bought the crack. He's probably like, there's a bunch of stupid-ass white teenagers out here, just gave me this money, here's five bucks, can I use your back door? So we're like, what the fuck? We go back outside, and as we go back outside, police pull up. So one car pulls up, and it's two white cops. 
another car pulls up. It's two black cops. The white cops start fucking yelling at us. Of course, right? I mean, it's, it's, this is so ridiculous. We're so out of place. And they're telling us, they're like, you see the two cops over there? They're re-, and this is right when Rodney King happened. Like, this is that pocket, right? They're like, they're really pissed off about the Rodney King shit. They think we should just take you out and fucking beat the shit out of you. What the fuck are you doing down here? Blah, blah, blah. Good old good cop, bad cop scenario. They could care less. I, now, okay, I, there's a couple pieces of this puzzle I didn't set up. Number one, our girlfriends followed us in a separate car. Okay. So while these cops are yelling at us, our girlfriends are seeing this happen and they try, they try to come up and like scope out the situation. So they, like the cops are yelling at us and these two white girls come walking down the sidewalk like that, 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 like acting like they belong and they're not, they don't know us or whatever. And the cop looks at them and he looks at us and he's like, you know them? I mean, you know, what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> he turns around. He's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, they, go, they run, right? They run back to their car and they drive away. Then they focus on us again. The other thing I forgot to set up is one of the Teds is on acid. He's, tr- this is Fierro Ted. He is tripping balls, right? This guy like found acid a so few months ago. you Fierro? Yes. You know that who is, it is. That is full pop for men. You, you, you know who it is. So... Fierro Ted, he's tripping balls. He found acid a couple months before this and had been on it like every day since then. So the cops start going through our pocket, you know, the empty your pockets stuff. And they're telling Fizz, like, if there's any weapons or, or drugs in your car, tell us now. Because if you say no and we find it, you're fucked. No, no, no. Our hands are up against the car. I start watching them pull shit out of his car. <laughs> there's a fucking knife, like a Bowie knife, right? There's nunchucks. There's a bowl. <laughs> There's rolling papers. There is a fucking table leg with nails pounded through it. And the cop at that point, he's setting all this in front of us on the roof of the car. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Like, really? Like, the knife didn't break the camel's back. It was this fucking thing. Right, but I mean, somebody it, actually took the time yes. to drive nails through a... a I mean, <laughs> it was ludicrous, right? So then, then now they put us in the back of the squad car. That's what I use for fishing. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, we get him in the net and smack him. I like to catfish. <laughs> that son of a bitch. I See, if I had thought of that, maybe we would have gotten away. It's a new form of extreme fishing. Nice. <laughs> so they put us in the back of the car, and now they drive us to a murder scene. So it's now dark out. They bring us up to this house. I don't know where we are We're now. Still in Robbins? In that area. Blue and, Island Robbins. It's it's definitely not Blue Island. It's if it's if it's it's Robbins or it's Hardcore City, wherever it is. Harvey. So they pull up to a house. There's all these cars, cop cars with their lights going, right? Like picture a murder scene in a movie. All these cars, you know, parked every which way, lights going. There's fucking police tape up around this yard, and there is a body under a blanket on the lawn. And one of the black cops comes out and he starts pulling us out of the car and he's like, "Get out! Look at that! That could be you!" You have no business now. I mean, just screaming at us. And, I mean, keep in mind, this is um, terrifying. And also, Ted is tripping balls. They take us back to the station. We sit there and sweat for a while. Eventually, they let us go. We drive away. We go back to Peterson's house. This is the kicker. Everybody's waiting to see what the fuck happened because the girls had gone back and they told me they got picked up by the police and blah, 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 blah. We get there, and there's all these people like, what the fuck? The minute we got out of the car, Fierro Ted, ah! And he just starts screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs, and he, he just takes off down the street running, right? 
And we're like, what the fuck? So he got like, Dopplers away, right? Like, ah! We go upstairs to Peterson's room. We're telling these people the story. They're feverishly listening. The windows are open. Every, like, 10 minutes or so, you'd hear Ted come around the corner, and it'd be like, He's not having a good time. Ten minutes later. And, like, that might have been the last time I ever saw that dude. I don't know. I mean, I don't... But he... That had to have broken him mentally, right? I mean, it had to have. He saw... Yeah, he saw a dead body while he was blazing on acid. Almost got arrested. Dude, it was fucking I'm surprised he didn't lose his shit while it was going down. I remember when they frisked us, he had a a, a shirt pocket, and in it he had this little, like, business card-sized thing that was, like all trippy designs that he'd be staring at when he was on acid. And when they frisked us, the cop found that. And he's like, oh, you don't smoke, though, pa. You just trip on acid, or however he said it, you know. But he looked him right in the eyes, and I just remember looking at him thinking, like, dude, his soul just broke. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's completely fucking insane. That's funny. Oh. I, I bought beer down in that neighborhood, too. Really? Same Harvey, place? Harvey. <laughs> you were probably smarter about it we than We used to Fizz go to Harvey, was. which is, like, pretty much right next door to Robbins. It might yeah, have been Harvey. No, I don't even know. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, we knew we had to go into the black neighborhoods to buy because alcohol was very hard to come by. We could get weed and, and drugs really easy, but alcohol took some maneuvering for some reason. I, but I don't feel like it did because I was buying at that place on 99. Yeah, but there was a point where that well dried up. I guess that's true. Because I did the same thing you did with the ticket. Except I heard that you could actually put um, lighter fluid on the carbon copy of the ticket. Oh, maybe that and was And you could completely erase the writing, and you could just put whatever other writing on there. But most places don't even take a ticket anyway. They're not really supposed to. Right, right. right. Well, they, I mean, they, they, de- they definitely stopped that. So, but, well, here's the other thing. Like, they, they don't still give you a ticket like that, right? Like, they would take your license, and they'd give you this, like, yellow carbon copy piece of paper. And that was your license... While you had a ticket until you took care of it and went to the school, you know, yeah. paid your fine. But if you didn't have school. another ID or something like that, some people were really hard ass. Yeah. I remember. Like, well, you don't have another ID? It's like, no, they took it. Yeah, they took it. Didn't no, you date it a girl? It was common that someone got a state ID to go buy it. Yeah, right, right, like exactly. The ticket was good enough. Yeah, which is yeah, just I, weird. It would I never dated happen. a girl that she, I got a fake ID from. No, the girl, brother. didn't you date a girl whose mom looked for the staple holes on the driver's license? Because when they sent the... The license back to you, it would yeah. be stapled to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. she looked for the staple. I remember you telling me. I don't know what girl that was. Yeah, I don't remember Some either. What kind of tickets you got? She goes, "Do you have a, li- a valid license?" I'm like, "Absolutely." You know. She goes, "Can I see your license?" And I'm like, "Sure." I've never heard this one before, but okay. And she's like, "Well, staple holes in this one." She's like, "You've had some tickets," and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, nothing too crazy." But stay away from my daughter. I You're gonna impregnate her with your speed. You know why? <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't a chip off the old whore. Shot <laughs> of the mom know about the staple holes. Yeah, right. You know, mom wasn't always. Well, she probably lady. worked at Bridgeview Courthouse, honestly. I was at Sunny one time, and I had a stack of tickets I'd just gotten. They revoked my license. I had like five, six tickets. Sunny took me out drinking. <laughs> we go to a bar. The lady's like, "Can I have your ID?" I was like 22, 23 at the time, and I look at Sunny and I tell him. I'm going, oh, okay, I got these tickets. She's like, well, we need a picture ID. I'm like, Sonny looks at the bartender and says, ain't five tickets good enough to get the guy a drink? I'm like, he's right. She <laughs> served me. She yeah. served me. She did serve me. That's pretty cool. She did. Yeah, I know. It was all like the day before. I, I think, Sonny, you took me to get my car out of the impound. Yeah, actually. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, yes, fun. Wow. Fun stuff. Yeah, I remember Billy totally insulted if I got a, uh, if 
I got carded, which I usually did because I really didn't look like I was 21. You still don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm 65. <laughs> the silver's starting to shoot through the side of my head, but... <laughs> But I get, I, you know, I'm, I'm 21, man. Yeah, right. Why are you carding me? I'm 21. Well, you know, you got to prove That's it. why we're carding you. Yeah. Well, here's a ticket. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's how it used to go. I just got carded for cigarettes two weeks ago over at uh, the Speedway. You know the Speedway over there at uh, Roberts Road and um, 95th? Yeah. Yeah, the Speedway is there. Yeah, everybody you guys talk so deep about Palos Park and Palos well, you guys, you guys I was know. on the north end of all this. <laughs> north end. The real north end. What, Bridgeview? Yeah. Well, it sounds, like, uh, sounds like Burbank to me. I finished my tenure at Stag. It really sounds like Burbank to me, guys. Nice. <laughs> I finished my tenure at Stag living in Bridgeview with my dad. But my mom, we used her address in Hickory Hills. Oh. Well, this lady wouldn't sell me cigarettes the other day. She said, um, she told me, uh, it was two weeks ago. She said, what do you get your idea? I said, it's in the car. She wouldn't sell me. Because I just went to the bank. My yeah, ID yeah. was in the friggin' folder thing they gave you, you know, the little envelope. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, hey, she wouldn't tell me. Yeah, yeah. She said, no, you gotta go out to your car and get it. I said, are you fucking kidding me, lady? Wow. But hey, you know the society we live in, you know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I could probably bought there when I was like 13 when I was going to friggin' Conradie over there. Yeah, probably. I'd probably but walk over there and buy goddamn cigarettes. But, you know, I'm 42 years old. I go there now and they say, no. Yeah, you need an ID. You need an ID. Well, it's, it's, it's lockdown because we ruined it for everybody else or people like us. Oh, we finished it off. Yeah, we finished it off. I do look like I'm 18, apparently. So, um, Jason, do you have anything to add to the Peterson? Uh, not offhand. So, okay, so that's, the, that's Peterson. Uh, that was the main house of debauchery that carried us up till almost the end of senior year of high school. So next time, we're going to get into some of the people that Sonny and Steve and Tim were hanging out with when and I were smoking bongs and acting like beatnik Jews. So <laughs> until then, Southside 90s, baby. This one's for everybody who watches the real stories of the Highway Patrol religiously. <laughs> we just smoke five bongs. It's three in the morning and real stories of Highway Patrol. <laughs> One, the crack dealers are already asleep. One, You're dry. Two, three, four. I'm a shithead and a working man. Half pint of bourbon and some pack of sedan. Pro wrestling on every night. Head up my ass, fingers in the dike. Does that snap my gun? Who the fuck did he make it? That's not my gun. Go matches came and it whooped my ass Slapped me in the head, tossed me in the grass Putting on the cross, hauling me away Let me grab my slopes, cause all I have to say That's not my gun, whoop a pussy blanket That's not my gun, whoop a pussy blanket Have a drink of me, after all it's free The state welfare check, who we owe our courtesy in a drunken haze, intoxicated dog, waiting on the porch for the cops to come. Does that stop my gun? Proof of birthday clicking, that's not my gun. Proof of birthday clicking. And you know, there's five people in the family. I didn't have a gun to fall back to the table. Alright, buddy, get out of the car.
Put your hands on the hood. But I'm not drunk. Anything you but say, Kaylin, will be held against you in a court of law. If you do not have a lawyer, one will be appointed to you by the state. Oh, do you understand these rights, yes or no? Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! We have a Night Ranger cover band we do during the week. And uh, if you'd like to check us out, we're going to be playing over at Jam.